0: I'm a Senior Lecturer at Nelson Mandela Metropolitan University. I research, mostly, most of my research involves marine top predators. So I generally look at a lot of the marine top predators, if we talk about marine top predators, it's mostly seabirds, seals, um, dolphins, sharks, those are the groups I mostly work with. And a lot of the research we do is to better understand why numbers are declining in these species. And then we also use certain um, characteristics of these animals to tell us more about the marine environment.
1: Okay, can you tell me what brought about the research in Marion Island?
0: We've had a long standing. A long program on Marion Island on both seals and seabirds. The seal research is generally done by the Mammal Research Institute at the University of Pretoria. And I did my Masters and my PhD through the University of Pretoria. Uh, this was in 2000, I think in 2000. I spent a year in 2000 on Marion Island. And that was all through the University of Pretoria. I then became really interested in Marion Island and I went overseas for a few years. And when I returned, I got involved with the seabird research on Marion Island. And once again, there's two, two programs on Marion Island on seabirds. The one is run through Um, UCT in Cape Town and the other one through the Department of Environmental Affairs and I'm co-investigator on both of those programs. And the reason for the the research research that you do on seabirds is to, it's, it's very conservation related. A lot of the seabird numbers have declined over the last decades. So we try to better understand reasons for these declines so that we can try and manage, better manage the populations into the future. And then we also use these seabirds to tell us more about the marine environment. So we look at things like um, population growth or breeding success or, or um, changes in mass and if, if we get these changes in their characteristics, then we know something's happening in the marine environment. And a lot of that is to understand how climate change is influencing the southern ocean.
1: What did you find in your research?
0: In the recent research, oh, there's, there's lots, of, lots of different findings. We, we, we're seeing that, um, that the polar frontal or the frontal systems are often important areas productive areas that the marine top predators or the seabirds go foraging and these frontal areas like the Antarctic polar front or the subtropical front they change with temperature and over time so with climate warming these frontal systems are moving southwards and their distance is moving further away from Marion Island And what this means is that the the seabirds that have to find food for their offspring um, often have to move longer distances to find food. So they're working much harder, finding finding it harder to find food, and this often results in breeding success being low or possibly even adult survival being low. And this seems to be one of the big reasons why some of the species are declining. When it comes to the, with the albatross species, they get caught in long-line fisheries. So there's a major bycatch in albatrosses, and that's probably the reason why their numbers have declined so much.
1: And then how long did it take for the research?
0: I've been... See, I'm, I'm part of a team. So through the UCT and yeah they've been they've been researching seabirds it's it's a long term program that's been running for several decades so at least at least since um, since the early nineties there's been dedicated research on seabirds on their island
1: okay and then just to talk about the methodology um how did you conduct the research basically
0: see there's various things we do the one thing there's so many different projects um one of the projects is we're looking at survival of rockhopper and macaroni penguins. And we, but to, to do that, we inject them with small little passive integrated transponder tags. It's um, almost like microchips that we inject underneath the skin. And then we set up, a, it's, like, it's like an antenna base plate over which we put this in one of their main walking paths and every time they walk from sea to the breeding colony and back they walk over this antenna and once they do this the unique identity that's in that little passive integrated transponder gets recorded onto a logger system which sits next to the antenna so we can then monitor the individuals when they come and they go and based on this over several years we can work out survival. So that's that's one of the the methods we use to study tracking or movement. How far they go the at sea distribution. We use both passive uh, we use both um, satellite trackers as well as GPS units that we attach to their feathers before they go feeding. Um, during the beating season and then we retrieve it when they come back and we download the data and we get these clear maps or clear paths of where they went and where they spent all their time foraging. We also use um, time depth recorders. They're really small, about five grams or so and they've got a little pressure plate on. So they can they can pick up they, they record the depth where the animals are feeding. So for some of the, like the Gentoo penguins, for example, we've deployed these and you see they go down to about 215 meters looking for food. You can also see where they spend in the water column, where they spend most of their time looking for food. So we not only, we, we get both horizontal, on our horizontal plane, uh, the actual spatial distribution of where they're going, but we also then get information on how deep into the water they go diving for food. So those are some of the methods, but, but we've got quite a, quite a number of projects running, so there's, there's a number of other, other, other methods involved as well.
1: And then, Pierre, for somebody that doesn't know Marion Island, where is Marion Island and what is it like there?
0: It's probably one of the most pristine areas in the world that remains on this, on this globe, um, and it's about 1,200 kilometers south Of Port Elizabeth, so it's almost halfway between South Africa and Antarctica. It's um, 290 square kilometers in size, and um, it's it's a volcanic origin. So it 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 goes up to 1,200 meters. So it rises very steep into the interior of the island. The perimeter, or at the perimeter of the island, is a lot of it is very harsh, especially on the western side, because all the waves and the weather comes from the western side. So the western area, you've got these major cliffs, very big boulder beaches, very rugged. And then the eastern side is a bit more flat, and that's where a lot of the animals haul out. So a lot of the areas where you find either seals or seabirds, it's actually very green, and um average temperature is about five degrees Celsius, so it's cold but not that cold if you can you just dress appropriately and you can actually go out it, it it rains a lot it gets between two no actually often three to four thousand mole of rain a year, so most days there's some rain, so when you're doing field work there you've got no transport, so you have to walk to wherever you go and um very, very often, it's in very difficult conditions, and it's in the roaring forties. So the roaring forties is uh, the latitudes of forty latitudes, and the wind almost always blows, and it blows really, really hard. so you very often work in wet and very, very windy conditions
1: so I take it people don't live there
0: no, there is no permanent, no permanent residence there, so it's only the team that goes. Every year in April, the South African Nogales takes a new team to the island and collects the old team. And at, at the same time, it, it takes the provisions that is needed for the year. So you just have teams rotating, and a team would spend one year on the island and then return. There's definitely no permanent residence there.
1: No. What are the consequences of the, of these seabirds dwindling? See, all,
0: all marine top predators play... A really important role in the ecosystem they very important in um, in determining what happens in the rest of the food chain below them so so they play a major role in the ecosystem, and we are seeing a lot of their numbers going down and some of the numbers going down quite fast. The reason for that seems to be that there are large-scale oceanographic changes um, currently taking place in the Southern Ocean, and we think that that's related to um, increasing temperatures. And this, the Southern Ocean is, especially in the Southern latitudes, um, those areas are the most susceptible, or that's where we're observing the greatest changes in temperature um, with climate warming, with global change. So a lot, of, a lot of the numbers, for example, rock-hopper penguins, um, they've gone down over 70% in population numbers since the mid-1990s. And the same has happened for, for a number of other species. So the numbers are going down, and uh, there's no doubt that that does have large-scale ecosystem consequences.
1: So do we see them getting extinct or anything like that?
0: We haven't seen any species going extinct. their numbers are still declining, so it's not impossible that we um that we won't see the, the marine top predator species going extinct so far, their numbers have just uh, declined um, declined a lot, but we haven't seen any any extinctions some they were cats on the island, so invasive species is often a big threat to um biodiversity including seabirds. So on Marion Island for example, we in the eighties there was a big well actually the six these cats were introduced into Ireland and they had a big, big impact on burrowing seabirds. Um, and there were local birds driven to extinction on Marion Island itself. They still bred on neighboring islands but there they were driven to extinction. More recently we've seen Mice, there are also mice that have been introduced by man back in the um, old sealer days. And um, the mice are, we've we've seen more, more, it's more common nowadays to see mice attacking albatross chicks. And they essentially eat the chicks up alive. And that also poses a real big threat that could potentially lead some of these populations to local extinction.